I think the best advice is, you know, almost to tune it out and to just be as honest as you can when you're actually singing something and make it personal and people will start paying attention. Today, I'm talking to Juliana Riccardi in Los Angeles. She's a soul singer and a songwriter. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you showing interest. Yeah, your, your music is wonderful. Your voice is absolutely amazing. Thank you. And I love that you uh, you you also have a band and, and you're a soul singer. I would say, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly am influenced by soul singers, um, mm -hmm. but but also singers of the classic rock era and even jazz um, like Ella Fitzgerald mm -hmm. and Billie Holiday. So um, right now the music is feeling a little Americana soul, I guess, but it really just crosses yeah. through a lot of genres. But I think your voice also leans itself very well to that genre. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's where I feel most comfortable. And I think in a journey as an artist, you try out a lot of things. Um, and eventually you stop trying and you just find what feels natural. And that's the best, most comfortable place to be. Yeah, and it probably also evolves. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wish I, I wish I knew what I know now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody says that. that's part of the journey. So I, I try, I try not to, um, I guess, have regrets or compare where I was because it's my own unique journey and and maybe in my eye sometimes I feel like it's taken me a while to get to my sound where I feel most authentic um but but the journey is the beautiful part so I try to appreciate that yeah I I've also spoken to many artists who say this you know that there has to be a first and it has to be um also then from there on building on that but there has to be that first one or the first time you know so I think um, that is, is very important that we actually treasure the first, treasure the, the beginning. Absolutely. I mean, and the beginning is so exciting because there's yeah. so much unknown. It's all unknown. Um, and as you go, you can start predicting maybe how things will come. So there's definitely beauty in the beginning. Um, yeah, and I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. But you're a New Yorker, so um, tell me, you you grew up in New York? I did. I grew up in New York City, so um, one of the five boroughs, which is Queens for me. So my family was born and raised in Queens and Manhattan, and they're all still there for the most part. And I was the, the lone traveler that came out west about seven years ago now. And do you miss the city? I mean, New York City? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, there's things I miss, but um, I left because I didn't feel like it was the most healthy place for me. Uh, I think being raised there and then working there and I was commuting and I, it felt really hard. It was uh, a bit of a hustle. And it's also very congested. 
And I think there's always been a part of me that's been a nature girl. And as I began to visit the West Coast, more and more, it took me a while, but more and more it grew on me. And I thought I could have a healthier life, at least for me, out there and still have the industry and a young community or a creative community around me in Los Angeles. It wasn't a huge shift, um, but I felt like it was easy and it was more beautiful. And I'm also a plant-based eater and a vegan. So, so much easier in LA than New York, believe it or not. Okay. But now in, in New York, you, you studied as well. And um, uh, also, uh, first I want to ask, uh, do you come from a musical family? Where did the singing start? I know that my grandmother, I think, sang in chorus as a kid, but nobody pursued music that I'm aware of um, for generations, maybe maybe further back. Um, I know my mom always was a creative writer and a music lover, for sure. I mean, the, my family listened to music nonstop, so I always, the stereo was either going with Frank Sinatra or like Celine Dion and Aretha Franklin and, you know, the big voices, but nobody pursued music. My sister's a fine artist. So there's certainly creative genes going through us. Yeah. But what was it that made you start singing or, or discover your voice? Um, so for sure, uh, my mom would play like all those big female voices while she was cleaning. I remember being young and hearing Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey and Celine Dion and Cher and Aretha Franklin and, and then um, Billie Holiday and Ella. And I just was gravitated towards lyric and melody and I'd imitate them. So I think that was like the beginning. And then I remember uh, in my early adolescence, Jewel came out. And I, I remember maybe that was one of my first CDs. And I just remember, you know, trying to sing like her. And I started writing poetry a lot. And eventually it just became a thing I, I, I did for fun as a kid. Um, and I remember maybe one time my mom came in the room because she heard me because I wouldn't do it in front of anyone just with the door closed. You know, I'd write and sing and She said, you have a really nice voice. You should keep doing that. <laughs> really? mm -hmm. That's my memory. Besides being a toddler with a, my first Sony cassette player that comes with a little oh, yeah. plastic. <laughs> 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 But then did you go to the art school? Um, so I did not pursue any music lessons. I started private voice lessons, I believe in high school maybe um but I was really unsure how to pursue like, proper music education and I wasn't going to a music school I don't think my parents knew where to place me and I didn't know and also I was a big social butterfly and I that was more important to me at the time and I think it didn't hit me until I left high school and couldn't get into music schools because I, I didn't put in the time prior. Um, so I went to a city college, Hunter College in Manhattan. I took a lot of music electives, anything I could. And I self-taught 
basic music theory and like piano, like keyboard stuff, chords, and eventually met musicians in lower Manhattan. And they taught me things about performing live. I ultimately went back years later to get my music degree in my late 20s at City College of New York, which is the oldest public college in the nation in the United States. And it's a beautiful campus in West Harlem. And I studied jazz vocal performance there. Okay. Yeah, so that is interesting that you say that by the time you finished high school uh, and and then arts colleges or, or music colleges then usually take people who have already studied music in, in school. Did it's you? Very- yeah. Yeah. Um, did you feel then when, was this a bit disheartening for you or did it make you then try and think, hey, I'm going to do this anyway? Yeah, I think I think it was probably a little bit of both. I'm sure I was somewhat disappointed, but, to, you know, to be honest, I think I remember being intimidated by that anyway, um, because I knew I was sort of just a self-taught, quiet bedroom singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I ready for that. I think I needed more confidence. And I think I was okay with obtaining that confidence just through experience. And I met a couple of mentors who were musicians that played live and that had already been recording artists. And that sort of began my own journey outside of academia. Um, And then I realized I, I did appreciate people who had studied. And I mean, it's such a language and you never stop learning. So I think as I matured, I knew I wanted to bring that back in. And that's why I went back and and got that degree. And was it important for you then? Can you see that you had to do that? Can you see it now in the music uh, compared to before that this was very important to do? Absolutely. However, I think you can learn a ton outside of school and Still, still the, the way I self-taught still sticks with me, like the things that I taught from the very, the ABCs of music that I just read out of a book, um, that doesn't change. It's just, it's a language. So if you can't, you know, spend the money on music school, there's teachers everywhere in every form. So um, I, I see the importance. I'm so happy I did it. I also made amazing friends and met amazing teachers. Um, but I don't think it's an absolute necessity. I think you can find private teachers, you can watch videos. I think it just literally takes consistency. You have to keep at it because even in school, the things you learn, you're not grasping, you're only still just digesting. It takes years for the things you learn to actually come to and feel like, whoa, now I get it. Yeah, and and that, the time that you go on stage or that you perform, that's also something that I think is, it takes experience. Um, and that's not something that they always can teach you in the school. It's, it's getting out that's there so, and doing it. Yeah. That's so, and one of our classes was, was performance. Um, and I think that's the one where I excel the most over the history and the theory um, because I had done so many bar gigs, uh, okay. wedding <laughs> private parties um again just doing something over and over you become more comfortable <clears throat> and the stressors kind of go away and you can focus on emoting and just having a nice presence so uh, i would say to any musician 
yes, you should study, you should, you should do the scales and you should do the warm ups and you should play the repertoire, the famous repertoire that everybody learns. <laughs> you should also just go out and, and live perform. And that's such a great, great experience and a great lesson. Yeah, I think it's uh, also uh, sometimes you see the side, uh, you know, that's already been developed or, or the artist that's already been had all this experience and performing. But you you don't always realize that it started there. You know, like you say, it started maybe in a small bar or it started with, with a wedding or something like that. And it's these continuous small little things that build up to to where you are now. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that makes everybody unique. Maybe someone started as a kid and taking private lessons and they were already, you know, so advanced by the time they were in high school or maybe someone started by accident, you know, and just had a natural mm. gift. So <clears throat> I think it's pretty, pretty fascinating. And, and definitely your experiences will shape you. Um, I do, I do like that I came from more of a live background it's it's the most fun for me but it did make recording challenging because it was where I was least experienced it's very different to go into a sound isolated booth and put on a show for the microphone that's going to be imprinted and heard as many times as possible by anyone as opposed to that one time that you sing it in front of people live it's very different um so yeah. I'm, I'm improving on the recording side because I spent so long avoiding it and just doing the live music. Well, it's uh, during lockdown time, I spoke to a lot of artists as well. And, and I really didn't realize how much the audience, the energy from the audience is also so important for the artists. And now I can imagine when you say, you know, when you're standing in front of a microphone and there's no audience, then you really have to work it and really have to, um, to do it, you know, to get that same feeling and, and expression into your music. Yeah. Yeah. Even if, even if the audience isn't, you know, I played many bar gigs, even if they're not paying attention and they're looking at the TV, just knowing somebody's there and you can make an impression in that moment. Um, I think the best advice is, you know, almost to tune it out and to just be as honest as you can when you're actually singing something and make it personal and people will start paying attention. You certainly don't have to, you know, beg them to listen. I think even the most subtle, quiet dynamic, if it's truly heartfelt, you start to people listen and some people won't listen and not everybody will like you. And that's something I learned. You can't worry about people pleasing. I mean, not everybody loved the Beatles and they were, you know, one of the greatest bands and writers. So yeah. You just have to do you. And I think if you're doing it for you and you come from a positive place and say, hey, I want to make a positive impact, that shines through and that energy kind of gravitates um, people to listen and kind of open up to you. Yeah, that's that's really true. And it it's uh, coming from you then also. It could reach then a person, you know, that or, or reach the people and, and touch I think so too. I believe that really. But now tell me about your band. 
<clears throat> so my band right now, um, all I, I met them all but one player out here in L.A., my guitarist, Will, I actually met back in New York. He was a New Yorker for about 15 years, originally from Texas. And he played weddings with me and original gigs back in my 20s. So he just moved out here. Um, so he's sort of the cherry on top now because we go we go back. And he's seen the journey and I've seen his journey. And he's actually a, a Grammy awarded mixer, which is amazing. So I have this great musician who's also helping me mix music as we go and mix live shows um nathaniel laguts is um the drummer and he's the heartbeat of the band he's he's fabulous and he's a, a working musician very busy lauren stockner she is um our girl bass player I actually purposely wanted to build more women into the band um barbara laranga is a trumpet player uh ellen chernobyl another female musician trumpet player um, and Max Nasek on keys. He's he's really young and really soulful on keys. I love when he plays organ. Um, so that's the band. And yeah, so there's four girls. When we do it full band with the two trumpets, there's four girls and three boys. So we outnumber the men, which is yeah. not common. <laughs> no, but but I saw the trumpets, and that was also fascinating for me because I think this. This almost, uh, this has to be with the type of music you sing. It gives us this very 1930s feel for me. Nice. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, yeah. I always wanted to add an, a new element. Um, and it was partially thinking about the live show dynamic and what could bring some brilliance and extra energy. Um, and also, I, I think really there's some Van Morrison songs that have horns on them. And I am a big Van Morrison fan. And I remember putting down in my soul on the, on the full cup record. And after the fact being like, we need horns. And now I just opened up a can of worms and I want them at every show and on every song. So there's even horns playing on the songs that don't have horns, but at the live show, we've added parts so that the horns could play on most of the set. Yeah. I love that. I think this is amazing, especially because it's so it's unusual. Um, sure. I mean, I didn't even know it wasn't in, in the music of Van Morrison, but uh, I love that it's a bit unusual, but but lovely sound. I mean, it it goes very well with what you're doing. I think. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um. You probably know the song "Into the Mystic," but there's the this famous horn line at the end and I, I really think that that influenced me a lot um, from Van Morrison he's got some beautiful lines in there but now um, how um, important is this this band that you get together I mean you're the, the the solo singer and how do you work together do you have is this a creative input or um, are they also involved in other bands yeah, yeah. Um, they're all full-time musicians. That's all they do is is play, um, both studio and on stage gigs. And will, like I said, mixes mainly. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of their input, for sure, we're always arranging on the fly. I'm writing the songs in full, like lyrically and melody, and then we'll come into rehearsal, and I'll be like. 
you know, let's work on the groove here, you know, because I don't have all of that in my head. It's a lot sometimes to imagine. I might have an example of another song, but I'm so focused on delivering the vocal and the melody and getting the harmonies in there that the band really helps like, oh, let's 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 swing the groove or let's do it straight or, you know, let's add hits here and they come up with the lines really. Um, so we have some new songs right now that we're just exercising at live gigs and we're developing them together, which is really nice. Wow. This is amazing because now it's also this, um, this collaboration then, you know, from the, the different, um, music, uh, the, the different instruments. It's not that right. just also the different musicians. And I think this is amazing. Yeah, and I want them to I want them to have fun and and yeah. put their air mark on. That's what makes the band so special. You 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 stand out really on well, you stood out on Instagram when I first saw you. I thought, wow, this is this is interesting what you're doing and uh, even your style, you know, the way you dress and, and so on. So I think it's a it's a wonderful combination that you have there. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah. But now, um, tell me, what, what are your wishes for the future? Right now, I'm really working on um, uh, applying and getting us into larger um, festivals. So mm -hmm. bigger, bigger performance spaces. Um, we're sort of, we've been locally in LA doing all the original venues um and that's great and we're you know like i said always improving on the set and the songs but i want to of course like any artist i want to reach more people um yeah. so live is you know near and dear to me so if we could do that even if we came to europe you know and we did some music festivals so i'm sort of yeah. gathering a list I have to apply early and a big part of what I do at the gigs is record everything so that I can have some sort of portfolio so bookers can see. So definitely on the lookout for a booking agent and or just to independently get involved for sure. Um, and recording our next batch of songs, probably another um, EP, maybe another six song where we all go in together and primarily record live and maybe just overdub a few things. Well, come to Vienna and come do a I show would love here. That. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me who to reach out to. I will do it. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. But now, um, and now I've got one more thing to ask you. Can you do a shout out um, for a restaurant or a coffee shop in your area? Where do you go? Where, what is your local? I'm really lucky because there's three amazing ones like minutes away. Um, but I will say uh, Saatchi is an amazing Los Angeles coffee shop, plant shop, and thrift clothing shop. And they oh. also host as well. Um, two Japanese-American twin sisters, Saatchi, which means happiness, and Chio have really started something super special and I've actually performed there in the acoustic duo form. So shout out to Sachi. Wow. So it's a little uh, a, a venue where you can also perform then. They do. You just have to plan it with them. They have a back patio with a lot of seating and you bring the PA 
them. And then inside it's just a really beautiful um, sort of gift shop, plant shop, clothing shop. There's even a record store attached. So they love music and art as well. Wow, I'm going to put their link in the description of the of this yeah, video of the interview. Yeah, definitely. But now, Juliana, this was so lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much. I appreciated it. I appreciate your interest and your love for you know the arts and creativity and the journeys of others. That's really beautiful, and I think you do a great job. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's very interesting, and it's lovely to see. Uh, you know, people like you who are so um, creative and and bring all these wonderful music uh, out in the world. That's that's wonderful. But I'm sure I'm going to see you in Vienna soon. I hope so. Yeah, let's let's keep in touch. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. also love your shirt. I have about like ten different blue button down shirts. It's really? like my favorite. Wear. <laughs> I, I love, love it. That's great. Oh. No, I love these. Blue is also my color. I love it, yeah. Um, we seem to be color coordinated, you and I. Huh? This is great. <laughs> but, Juliana, ha have a lovely afternoon. You And let me know when you're in Vienna and we'll grab a coffee. Thank okay. you. Okay, bye. bye.